It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francina Holris. Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Our topic today is your story in God's glory on our pathway forward. Listeners, does your own story today reflect God's glory? Are you giving God the glory? daily for your ongoing story? Do you know God is still writing and rewriting the chapters in your own story? Well, let's talk about it. What is the glory of God? The glory of God is the beauty of his spirit. It is not an aesthetic beauty or a material beauty, but it is the beauty that emanates from his character from all that he is. James 1.10 calls on a rich man to, quote, glory in his humiliation, unquote, indicating, listeners, a glory that does not mean riches or power or material beauty. This glory can crown man or fill the earth. It is seen within man and in the earth, but it is not of them. It is of God. The glory of man is the beauty of man's spirit, which is fallible and eventually passes away and is therefore humiliating, as the verse tells us. But the glory of God, which is manifested in all his attributes together, never passes away, listeners. It is eternal. Isaiah 43, 7 says that God created us for his glory. In context with the other verses, it can be said that man, quote, glorifies, unquote, God, because through man, God's glory can be seen in things such as love, music, heroism, and so forth. Things belonging to God that we are carrying, quote, in jaws of clay, unquote, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We are the vessels which, quote, contain, unquote, God's glory, listeners. All the things we are able to do and be and to be fine, their source is in God. God interacts with nature in the same way. 
nature exhibits God's glory. His glory is revealed in man's mind through the material world in many ways and often in different ways to different people, listeners. One person may be thrilled by the sight of the mountains and another person may love the beauty of the sea. But that which is behind them both, God's glory, speaks to both people and connects them to God. In this way, listeners, God is able to reveal himself to all men, no matter what their race, their heritage, or their location. It will be seen clearly, just as 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, quote, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, just as I also have been fully known, unquote. In the human earthly sense, listeners, glory is a beauty or vibrancy that rests upon the material things of this earth, Psalm 37, 20 and Psalm 49, 17. And in that sense, listeners, it fades. But the reason it fades is that material things do not last. They die and wither, but the glory that is in them belongs to God and returns to him when death or decay takes the material. Think of the rich man mentioned earlier. The verse says the rich man is the glory in his humiliation because like flowering grass, he will pass away, unquote. What does this mean? This verse is admonishing the rich man to realize that his wealth and power and beauty come from God and to be humbled by the realization that it is God who makes him what he is and gives him all he has. And the knowledge that he will pass away like the grass is what will bring him to the realization that God is the one from whom glory comes. God's glory, listeners, is the source, the wellspring from which all smaller glories run. And since God is the one from whom glory comes, he will not let stand the assertion that glory comes from man or any form of idolatry or idols of man or from nature. In Isaiah 42, 8, we see an example of God's jealousy over his glory. This jealousy for his own glory is what Paul is talking about in Romans 1, 21 through 25, when he speaks of the ways people worship the creature rather than the creator. Let me say that again. Paul is talking about in Romans 1, 21, 25, when he speaks of the ways people worship the creature rather than the creator. In other words, they looked at the object through which God's glory was coming. And instead of giving God the credit for it, they worshiped that animal or tree or man as if the beauty it possessed originated within itself. This is the very heart, listeners, of idolatry and is a very common occurrence, even today. Everyone who has ever lived has committed this error at one time or another. We have all, quote, exchanged, unquote, the glory of God in favor of, quote, the glory of man, unquote. This is the mistake many people continue to make, listeners, today, trusting in earthly things, earthly relationships, their own powers or talents, or beauty, or the goodness they see in others. But when these things fade and fail 
as they will inevitably do, being only temporary carriers of the greater glory, these people despair. What we all need to realize is that God's glory is constant. And as we journey through life, we will see it manifest here and there in this person or that forest or in a story of love or heroism, fiction or nonfiction, or on our own personal lives. But it all goes back to God in the end, listeners. And the only way to God is through his son, Jesus Christ. What well, when we find the very source of all that beauty in him, in heaven, if we are in Christ, we will find it. Nothing will be lost to us. All those things that faded in life, we will find again in Jesus. Amen. This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com, which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. Now, welcome back, listeners. Let's notate Exodus 33, verses 8 through 23, that reads as such. Then Moses said, quote, now show me your glory, unquote. And the Lord said, quote, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But... He said, quote, you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live, unquote. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you might stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in that rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must be not be seen. You can read the full chapter. Amen. Now, listeners, let's notate your story and God's glory. Submitted by one of our colleagues, and it reads, Miss Jane Austen and Roel Dow and Dr. Maya Angelou. There are numerous things that distinguish these three people. They were from different time periods, were of different races and genders, and probably had different experiences of life. Yet, listeners, what they will all be remembered for is the fact that they were exceptional storytellers. And though they have all passed away today, their stories still live on in the hearts of the many people who read their work. But do you realize that it's not only their stories that live on, but their years of insight and wisdom and their personalities too? Now think of your life as a story, listeners, and God as the author. Have you considered how God is made known through it? Just as any author is made known through their stories, the God of the universe has chosen to make his known, himself known through you and me. Knowing the connection between your individual story and its ability to reflect God's identity is hard to imagine that he wouldn't care about his every detail. After all, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. It's something that one may hear frequently as a believer, but too often it's a truth we often neglect. However, I now realize that though God does desire to use me for his purposes, 
He wants me to do it from a place of his sonship. Service without sonship breeds a slave-like mentality. God does indeed want workers as the harvest is plentiful, but he is very much concerned about the joy that is birthed in you and me once we faithfully participate in his plans, his will in God. But reality check, you aren't the main character in God's story, listener. A lot of the time we've been sold teaching that confuses God's love for us as making us the ultimate center of God's universe. We're told that God is for us and that he works the world to revolve around us. So when things don't go our way, we are left, what, confused. And we say, isn't God for me? So why isn't this working out the way I want it to? The truth is, you're not the main character of the story. Jesus is. And these are just some scriptures, listeners, which can help you to see this. Romans 8, 29. For God, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters. Number two, 1 Corinthians 15, 28 reminds us when all things are subjected to him, then the son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him that God may be all in all. And Romans eleven thirty six 36 listeners remind us for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. This broadcast is brought to you in partnership with the Coach Tape Foundation. You can support the broadcast so we can bring you God's word with any type of donation. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com, which is www.coachtatefoundation.com. In reality, listeners, this truth should free us since the majority of the angst that we experience is because of how we feel things should be in relation to our wants and our needs. And this is at the core of itself, very self-centered viewpoint. But now, knowing that God does everything for his glory, with his fatherly love for us in mind, it places our issues and circumstances in context, listeners. Always remember this, your story, listeners, the good, the bad, and the ugly is for God's glory. And your story does matter. Appreciate your story more, listeners, and be intentional in seeing God as the author of your faith. The situation, circumstances, and suffering you may find yourself in now or in the future may not be pleasant, but by remembering that God is the author of your faith, you can begin to see that God is working things for his glory and for your joy. Some parts of the story are almost a collaborative effort where as we draw closer to his heart, we begin to act in accordance with his will. Other parts of our story is simply about placing our faith in his sovereignty when we can't understand what's happening. Knowing that God is still for you, Romans 8.31, gives us confidence, listeners, that he who began a good work 
or a good story, will surely take it to completions. Philippians 1, 6. In reflection, I would like to leave you with these three encouragements. Number one, listeners, get to know the author. Characters in fictional storylines don't have this opportunity. The author is complete unbeknownst to them. They just move as the author has them move. We, however, do know the author, and we have access to him. In his story and in history, we have seen God make his dwelling amongst men. John 1, 14. God lives in us through the Holy Spirit by faith, and so in the same faith, we can ask him to show us and lead us to where we are placed in his story. Number two, listeners, share your testimony. Your story needs to be heard. Share your testimony, listeners. Your story needs to be heard. A good example of this is the woman at the well in John 4. No matter how far you are in your journey with Jesus Christ, no matter how, quote, dramatic, unquote, or, quote, ordinary, unquote, your story may seem someone can always be blessed. And God will always be glorified. Number three, listeners, appreciate your story. Appreciate your story. This could get a whole article just by itself, but I'll touch on it briefly. Your story, listeners, is not worth comparing to someone else's story. Your story is precious to God. And he died specifically to have a relationship with you. Whilst you might be on chapter 3, person X could be on chapter 7, and they may have had to endure certain things in previous chapters. Rest in the knowledge that everything God is allowing in your life as a believer is maturing you into the image and likeness of his son. That's the only person worth comparing yourself to. James O'Keeley. Amen. Listeners, God is still writing your story. Finally, I want to encourage you that God is not done with you yet, listeners, and so do not let your present circumstance and situation in what God has not ended. Remain calm and still, and I promise you that he will show you that he is God. I am your God, and I will not feed you with a stone when you ask me for bread. I do not hate my creation. I build and prepare them up for the greatness that awaits them. Whatever I have promised your forefathers, I will surely fulfill it. I am the only one who has the ability to create wealth for you and your entire generation. But you need to be in my will to enjoy that. I will punish you to correct you when you sin to help you be in line with your story for my glory. Now listeners, when your story is finalized and you are still standing in the will of God, you will come out like Job, who had seven times what he had lost. You will stand with the lions in the den like Daniel. And because of you, men of King Darius will proclaim the wonders of your father God. At the end of your story, as Jesus sits at the right hand of God, listeners, enjoying the power given to him in heaven, over earth, and under the earth, you and me will also receive our reward. Amen.
This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com, which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. Welcome back, listeners. As we bring this session to a close, we have a special rendering of the manifestation of God's glory. Submitted by one of our colleagues, and it reads as such. It is the will of God that will manifest his glory. Our Bible passage will be taken from the book of Isaiah. We'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 60, and we'll be reading from verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. As we pray, Heavenly Father, you created us in your image, and your intention is that we manifest your glory. We pray, O God, our Father, that you through this message, you reposition your people and then we'll come to that level of manifesting the glory of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, listeners, manifestation of God's glory has the potential to bring change to you. That is God's plan for you. God wants every one of us, every child of his to manifest his glory. And there's my intention in prayer that the glory of God will cover you as a blanket and you'll be manifesting the glory of God in your life every day. God is speaking to you. He's calling you by name to arise and shine because your light is come and the glory of God is risen upon you. Praise the Lord. To shine, listeners, means to do something excellently well. When a student is shining in school, it means he's doing excellently well in academics or sports and all there is. A footballer shines when he's playing well. Daniel chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 tells us that Daniel was shining because of the excellent spirit that was found in him. Listeners, to shine is to exhale. Today I, by the word of God, pray that you will exhale and manifest God's glory. David stood over Goliath, drawing Goliath's sword and cutting off his head and lifting it up. You will defeat your enemy in the name of Jesus. No weapon fashioned against you will prosper from this moment on. David began to shine in Israel. He never went back to the bush to remain a shepherd boy. He began to shine. The symbol of Israel is called the star of David because David began to shine. I therefore I pray that you will begin to shine, listeners, in your community. You will begin to shine in your church. You will never stop shining. You will no longer be hidden. Men do not light a lamp and put it under the table. It begins to drive away darkness. Your light begins to shine in the midst of darkness. From today, your presence will drive away darkness in your community, in your workplace, and in the marketplace. In the name of Jesus, your presence in your family listeners will also begin to bring excellence because of the excellent spirit that's in you. 
Joseph began to shine in Israel because Pharaoh asked him to go and bring his father and bring his brothers. Some of you aren't meant to enhance your family uh, economy, and some of you are. Some of you are to bring up your community's name. Some of you are to make your families known like Jesus of Nazareth. You recall that Nazareth was an unknown place, but he lifted Nazareth and gave it an urban metropolitan status. Have you heard of a ZIK of Africa before? Listeners, you are meant to shine and lift the name of your family or community. God is interested in what you will become and to bring influence, to command respect, to bring influence in the community and in the church and in your kindred. This is what the glory of God wants you to manifest, listeners. Apart from bringing glorious influence, righteous influence upon the people that are around you, many people are called to manifest the glory of God. Do you know what the glory of God is and what it means to manifest the glory of God? When God touches your life, listeners, and your eyes, your eyes are opened, you will begin to know and manifest God's glory, and things will begin to change in your life. Are you prepared to manifest the glory of God? The glory in Christ himself, Jesus, is the express image of God. We are created in the image of God, listeners. You cannot manifest glory unless you are in him. You cannot manifest the glory of God unless you have submitted and surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. That's the beginning of the manifestation of the glory of God. I want to read you what the Bible says in Colossians 1, 15 through 18. It reads, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Listeners, Jesus is to have preeminence in your life. For you to shine, for you to manifest the glory of God, you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. You need to be a child of God. You need to know him and continuously know him progressively know him and you come to that level where you manifest his glory. Number two, listeners, as you wake up each morning, prepare to shine by beholding the face of the glory of God every day. The word of God contains all things about him. The son is like a bridegroom coming out of his chambers. He knows he's meant to shine. He comes out in the morning and begins to shine. As you come out from your bed, beholding the face of your master, you pray, you praising him, you converse with him, and you come out to shine in the public life. Number three, listeners, take responsibility. Take responsibility. Peter and John were going to the temple. They saw the lame man. They acted accordingly. You want money? They're asking. We don't have money, but we have Jesus. We have something more than money. We have something more than gold. And they said to him, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Listeners, God expects us to take proactive action, to take responsibility, 
to speak on his behalf, to confront the case that we see on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. And as we take responsibility, Jesus will bring, Jesus will bring back up our walls and we will shine. We will shine in the midst of darkness. There's so much evil around us, listeners, today requiring that we take responsibility and bring influence upon our systems, upon the lives of other people. Speaking on behalf of our Lord Jesus, confronting evil, confronting sickness, confronting demonic activities, standing up his name, which is the power of attorney to confront the evils in our society. Take responsibility, child of God, so that you will arise and shine as Peter and John did to the lame man. They began to shine. They attracted attention. They attracted the people. And many people gathered. They had the opportunity now to speak to people because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number four, listeners believe and obey God. Jesus said to Martha, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. When you contact glory, you begin to manifest it. Your family is waiting for you to manifest his glory. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, the Bible tells us you are moving to higher and higher in glory. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just as the spirit of the Lord. Amen. It is the desire of our God that we behold his face on a daily basis, listeners. We'll be transformed from one level of glory to another. You will begin to manifest the glory of God in the midst of your sins and in the midst of all this evil. Tell the Lord that as you prepare yourself to manifest his glory to purge you from your sins to search out you and your sins that are constituting a hindrance in the manifestation of the glory of God in your life. Now let us pray and close on this. Heavenly Father, as many as are desirous of manifesting your glory, desirous to shine, to arise and shine, and are coming to you, Lord, as a result of this message they have heard, seeking your face, but I ask that you purge them from all that have polluted their hearts and their minds and their bodies. And I ask, oh God, our Father, that you will receive them and let the Spirit enter into them and begin to manifest the very character of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they will begin to shine in the midst of darkness. In the name of Jesus, amen. And finally, listeners, this promise is for all of us. In the book of Joel 2.28, God promised to pour the Spirit upon every flesh, giving us power to prophesy, dream dreams, and see visions. The Spirit is permanently resident in us the moment we give our lives to Jesus Christ. What can scare the Spirit away is your sins and your sinful habits. To manifest the power of the Holy Spirit in God's glory, you must step out of your comfort zones, listeners. To manifest the power of the Holy Spirit in God's glory, you must step out of your comfort zones. You must dare 
to do the impossible. Putting your trust in Jesus Christ. Our faith must be put to work. We must promote unity in the body of Christ and shun these divisive activities. Make yourself willing and useful instruments in building the body of Jesus Christ. And God bless each one of you and your family and your friends. Amen. Now, listeners, during our reflection time, we must ask ourselves these questions every day. Are we leading by example today for our next generation? And how can we lead somebody else when we can't lead ourselves? Listeners, what does your own story's glory look like? What does it sound like and smell like, taste like, feel like? And listeners, what does your story's glory sense like? Are you paying attention? Amen. In closing, we have, Lord, we sent for you. Why didn't you come? Things went from bad to worse and we were left stunned. If you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. Why did you leave us alone? While the ending isn't what I'm expecting, I believe my path you're redirecting. When you make me wait, help me believe you're never late because your glory is the purpose of my story. My story and his glory. Philippians 4.13 And listeners, our closing poem for this session today submitted by Roster Allen reads as such Christ in me is the hope of glory Sing out my soul the wondrous story Christ in me is the hope of glory A song of love to my Lord Jesus who laid down his life to redeem us. Let me sing of the Christ who saved me, tell of the new life that he gave me, for he is the one whom I worship. For far above all men, he's worth it, worthy of all glory and all the praise. So to heaven let my anthem raise, sing out to the one enthroned above, my Lord of glory and King of love. Amen. How can I say thanks for all the things that you've done for me? Things so undeserved yet you gave to prove your love to me and the voices Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Holrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Holrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find 
find your copy of our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hulrus. Thank you for joining Francina Hulrus on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week 